Have you ever driven two hours for food? Well, I have some friends who have done that. I went a weekend, it was during a holiday time. One of my friends called me and said, hey, I'm on my way to Baltimore to get some cheesecake. I pretty much dropped the phone in my hand and said, what are you getting? Driving two hours for what? A cheesecake? He's like, it's the best cheesecake in Ram. The next voice you'll be hearing is the best cheesecake person in Baltimore City. Who's the person who's making it? From Codetta Bakery Shop. Our next No Picks After Dark podcast. No Picks After Dark podcast is sponsored by Open Works Baltimore. Enrollment for Maker Camp at Open Works is now open, offering half-day experiences for kids ages 8 to 12 in digital design, drones, and sewing. Maker Camp is a great way for kids to explore their creative side this summer. Sessions run July 11th to August 12th. Scholarships available. Learn more at www.openworksbemore.org backslash youth dash programs backslash welcome to the no picks after dark podcast i'm your host aaron dante today folks we have a huge person coming on like i've been so happy to get her on this show it's been two years in the making to get her on this show i mean every time i reach out it's like Call Tyrone, but ain't nobody answer to pick the phone up. Ain't nobody like hit me back on the hip. I can't get a hold of her. But finally, we got her sitting down. We have Maya from this, from Cordetta Big Shop. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Aaron. How are you? It's great to be here. I'm glad. Hey, I'm glad I finally made it out. <laughs> you know, you are the hardest working person <laughs> in Baltimore City. I try, man. I try. You are. I try. I'm always baking. I know. Every like every day. The big shop, like yeah. I mean. Tell people, give people a little bit of background about you first. About I know, I mean, I know she's been on a million podcasts, but she hasn't been on No Picks or Dark. Podcasts. That's right, not yet. Till now, let's talk a little bit about you. All right, are so, you from Baltimore? Let's start with that. I like to say that I am of, but not from Baltimore. Okay. Um. So my mom grew up here. All my older siblings grew up here, but by the time my my brother, that's closest in age to me, um, he's two years older than me. By the time we came around, my parents were moving. So. They, we moved all around, but eventually as adults, we kind of all, most of us all settled back in Baltimore. So this has always been kind of a home. I spent summers here as a kid and now it's, you know, now it's definitely a home. I don't foresee myself going anywhere else, wanting to go anywhere else. So I love it. So I guess what was one of your favorite childhood memories growing up then? Oh man. Of, of Baltimore or of cheesecake? Just every, <laughs> let's talk about you. We'll get the cheesecake. We'll get to the cheesecake. Yeah. All right. All right. Just in life. Um, probably coming down here in the summer, hanging out with my cousins. We used to go quote unquote fishing under br- the bridge over in Dickie Hill over West. Um, I say quote unquote fishing cause we never caught anything, but we, we would just take <laughs> sticks out, you know, fishing rods out there, some sticks and some string. Um, and you know, just, I, I love the, the feel of Baltimore. So at the time we were living in Philadelphia, but Baltimore, it just kind of, it feels like a, like a down South town but in the north, you know, so it's like, it's comfortable. It's comfortable. The people are warm here. It's not all like, go, go, go. You know, you can go to whoever's house and just have a great meal. And so those are like the fondest memories I have of my childhood in Baltimore. I, I love it. I love hearing about that. And I guess, so when you first, your career, like, were you from, from our, you used to be a teacher, right? Yes. Okay. So how do we still am? <laughs> yes. still, okay. So. Are you still a teacher now? And like, let's talk about like the 
let's talk about teaching first. Like, why yeah. do you want to do that? Let's talk about that. So my family's full of teachers. Okay. Um, literally, both my parents and all of my siblings are teachers. Um, some professionally, some otherwise. We all have our different disciplines. I have a sister who is a Harvard professor. I'll go ahead and brag on her for a little bit. Um, and to Sarab. And she's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of us, all of us are teachers in our own way. I have a brother that, that taught at Poly for a couple of years. At one point, me and one of my sisters and one of my brothers were all teaching at the same school in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> at the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women. So we all taught there. Um, and they were like, y'all just trying to take over the school, huh? We're like, no, we just love teaching. Um, so yeah, I, I went to school for uh, music education at Westchester University of Pennsylvania. And that was like, my, my dream job was to be a band director, which I did for years um, in Howard County. And yeah, and then kind of during the pandemic, just life had a way of shifting everything around. And now I'm a baker. <laughs> oh, but now you do, you said something off offline. Yeah. You used to be a band person, the, the Ravens? Yes. Okay, let's talk about that because I didn't yeah. know about that until you said Yeah, it. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so, I mean, it's funny. This, this is a, a little tidbit. Like, I don't I don't talk about things like this because for some reason, like, it's not I, – I think it's more earth-shattering to other people. But I kind of stumbled into this, into being a part of the Ravens band. When I came down here, I knew someone who knew someone who was like, hey, you should go audition for the Ravens band. I was like, oh, all right, cool. And I showed up there and based on the other places that I had marched in the past, um, you know, up in Pennsylvania, I marched drum corps and I marched through, you know, marching band all through college. The director, John Zeman, you know, I came in the first day. He was like, I want you to audition for drum major next year. And I was like, okay, cool. You don't even know me, but, but cool. So then the following, so my first year I marched trumpet. My second year I was one of the drum majors. And then my third year I went back to trumpet because I love marching. So... You got me thinking about Drumline, the movie now. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like that. But no, Ravens Band is, is really cool. Um, it's really it's really dope. Like you get paid to to march and to go to every Ravens home game. Who wouldn't want that? Not that <laughs> yeah, not at all. Not at all. Not so. And it's, I mean, it's, I've made a lot of friends through there too. So I love it. We had, I, I wanted to talk, when I heard that, I was like, I got to talk about that. Yeah. That, that's, that's definitely. So let's talk about, so we got a little background about your family um, now, you have a business partner. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about him. Chris Burgess. Okay, we got to give him some love. Yeah. We got to talk a little bit about him. Yeah. So, all right. So, so back to like the baking since I've been baking since I was eight. Okay. Baking. I've always had this fascination with cheesecake for some reason. I don't know why. It's just delicious and I love it. Um, and so I would, I would tinker in the kitchen, you know, when I was a kid. And people all my life have told me, oh, you know, you could sell this. Your your stuff is your cakes and brown. Everything is so good. You could sell this. And I'm like, all right, cool. It's not really like, you know, it's just like a side gig. It's just, it's just a hobby for me. And then when I met Chris, who happens to be as passionate about entrepreneurship as I am about music and baking, I gave him a piece of cheesecake. And he was like, oh, no, yeah, we're going to sell this and I'm going to help you. And so the business is kind of like a... Uh, a result of, of both of us, both of our passions, right? Like my passion for baking and his passion for entrepreneurship. So he made us a website like four years ago that is still our main website. It was a beautiful website and we haven't really needed to change it because it was beautiful from the jump. And, um, and we kind of started taking orders from friends, family, coworkers, things like that. We actually used his job at the time as a test market. He worked for the postal service and I would load up 
bins of cheesecake slices and take them to his job and we would sell some of the people and kind of get feedback and try other flavors the next time and it was just insane so yeah chris definitely had um a, a huge hand in the marketing side of things i'm like the creative he's like the logistics business person because i wanted to talk a little bit about him i know yeah. we, you and i spoke about him and like so where is it i mean i know he's not here but like you chose him as a business partner where does entrepreneurial spirit come from? Do you like have you guys have you guys ever had a conversation about that? You know like, what's funny is like I've recently learned from him. He's always said like, "Oh, I've just I just have an interest in it." But I learned that his mother used to have multiple businesses back when he was a kid. And I learned this fairly recently, like within the last couple of months. So she owned like a kid's party business. She owned a pizza shop. She used to do all kinds of things. And she kind of right now she, um, she works for the, the city for the health department, but she like crafts on the side and like, and sells her stuff too. So I think, I don't even know if he was consciously aware of it, but he's been in, like entrepreneurship has been imbued in him from a very young age. And so that's, that's just kind of been, uh, I think there's something in the back of his mind and then his heart and he hasn't even realized it, but now it's like what well, he's doing it every day. So it's really cool. I love hearing that story because you, we, I know we've talked a little bit earlier and a lot of people don't really want to talk about, know about what he does behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. And oh, he does. Kind of, listen, his, his contributions are the reason that we are as successful as we are, you know? Cause I mean, we have, we have a good product, of course, right. which is like the baseline, right? right? But then marketing is so important in any business, especially now and with social media and stuff. So his idea was to partner with local food bloggers and trade them product for posts, basically. And, you know, when people see like, oh, I see you on this page and on that page and on that page too, and you're doing a giveaway over here and you have a flash sale, well, let me buy something because I can get cupcakes delivered to my door in the middle of a pandemic and I don't even have to like take off my, I don't even have to get out of my pajamas, <laughs> you know? So yeah. And the way I found out was that uh, Rita, who we know. Yeah. Yeah. Was like, yeah, this, this cheesecake is the bomb. Like, and I'm like, and then she's a teacher and I'm like, yeah. Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. You waiting in line for cheesecake. Again. Right. So, and we'll talk a little bit about what I talked about in the beginning about who drove down here for that. But Again, so when did you realize when you and Chris met up? So it's four years ago. Yeah. Is that, is that when it really kicked up? Yeah. Early? It was like 20, 2018 was when the business started. So yeah. 2018, nobody knew who you were at that point. No. Were you begging out your house? Oh, yeah. We were big. So I, <laughs> at first, it started in my tiny, it was like an efficiency apartment in Bolton Hill. And it, I mean, it's a lovely apartment. Great landlords love that place. But it's like everything is small in there. Like the oven is like, 16 inches wide and the fridge is like a half size like everything is like half size appliances it's just designed for one person who's not like trying to pump out 17 cheesecakes a day you right. know um so that's where the business started and that's where i would bake and it's funny because my dad came to visit uh one time and he walked in he was like oh cool cool so where do you bake and i'm like no it's in this kitchen that only really fits one person at a time um, so yeah, the business started there and when we started being a lot more active on Instagram, um, was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. That's, that's, and that's where I, that's where I think that's when everything started yeah. coming out. Oh yeah, for sure. And so I was like, you know, I'm, everybody's stressed, but my, my stress reliever is baking. And I was like, well, I live alone. I'm not going to eat all this stuff 
by myself. So let's see if we can like sell it on Instagram. So we did a couple of giveaways and some things, um, some flash sales trying to, you know, interest people. And then we took some pictures, posted them and started doing, um, started doing three different flavors of cupcakes a week mm. that you could order. And at the time, the only other way to get our stuff was you have to place an order through our website and it had to be a two week lead time. It had to be at least a dozen cupcakes or a whole cake or something. And that's not like the, Oh, I just want something quick. I want like one or two cupcakes delivered to me, you know? So we started doing that and that's what really took off. So after we started that program, the, the, um, the promo cupcakes, what we called it, um, we, moved the bakery over to Chris's house, which at least, I mean, he doesn't have like a commercial kitchen or anything, but he has like a normal sized, more normal sized appliances. So we moved it there and we were there for uh, a few months. And then in 2020, we moved to a commercial kitchen and then we just moved again in November of 2021 to our current spot. 2020 is when the pandemic kicked up pretty hard. That's, yeah. That's when everything shut down. Exactly. I remember that. I remember that when everything shut down. Yeah. Yeah. That that timeline is crazy when you think about it's it. insane. Four years ago. Yeah. Where you were four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, where, yeah. and where you are right now. It's nuts. Like we, so we both are full time in the business now. I left my, my teaching job. And, um, you know, to talk about Chris and this is kind of like a, I don't want to say like a silver lining, but I think the, one of the things that really motivated us to focus on the business, there was a, you know, a lot of things converging at the same time in the fall of 2020 where, you know, the business was taking off in a huge way and we were like, okay, we're going to need to like actually rent out a kitchen to, to keep up with the demand. Cause people are just asking for more and more than telling their friends, which is, which is great. I was going back to work. I was going back to school to teach. And right around the, I think it was like the, the end of the first week of professional development, Chris got a cancer diagnosis and had to have emergency surgery. And he's cancer free now, thank goodness. But it was a very, very scary time. And, um, and so it was just kind of like a, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like you have this. And at the time, you know, you know, my job wasn't what I, it wasn't what I loved about my job. So I wasn't getting the job satisfaction. I was at a, at a point where, you know, I could, I could pursue this thing that is a question mark, but if it goes well, could really, really be life-changing for me and my family. Or I could go back into the situation that I know is going to be too difficult for me in my mental state right now. Um, and that was, you know, his cancer diagnosis was kind of like the push that, that propelled us to take the business to the next level. Cause then it was like, well, I need to be around and take, you know, help take care of the kids. He has two kids that are 11 and nine. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like a really weird, um, a really weird turning point for, for all of us. But that was the moment that I was like. I got to see what we can do with this business. And here we are still kicking folks. We'll be right back. Uh, cause I want to leave off with that. Cause we're going to continue with that story. All right. Bet. Be right back folks. The no picks after dark podcast is fueled by seeks coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you there's something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, online ordering, carry out, and they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Hartford Road 
open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m. Or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com and you too can be filled by Zeke's. The No Picks After Dark podcast is proudly partnered with Maggie's Farm. Located at 4341 Hartford Road, Maggie's Farm offers a unique dining experience with delicious handcrafted cocktails and mouth-watering cuisine from falafels to scallops and everyone's favorites, honey sriracha cauliflower wings. Open for dinner from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m., Tuesday through Saturday, and for brunch, Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with delectable chicken and waffles, shrimp and grits, biscuits and gravy, and more. Check out Maggie's Farm on Instagram and Facebook for daily and weekly food specials. No Picks After Dark is sponsored by Snug Books, an independent bookstore serving Northeast Baltimore and beyond. In addition to featuring new books for all ages, the store also carries cards, stationery, gifts, games, and more. Visit snugbooks.com to shop online, learn more about the store, read our latest newsletter, and find a calendar of events, or come browse the store in person. Snug Books is located at 4717 Harford Road, next to Zeke's Coffee in Hamilton, Laurelville. There is free parking behind the store and open hours are Tuesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Folks, we are back, and this is an exciting episode. Uh, I mean, Maya's dropped some jewels and gems right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I didn't know about this part of the story. You know, so we left off. Chris had cancer. You were trying to figure out, is this a job I want to love? Do I really want to be here? And this is the turning point of Cordetta Big Shop. Yeah, yeah. So what happens next? I mean, you're, you have insurance. You got that. Well, as, as, the, as my parents say, you got that good government insurance. Listen, <laughs> I had that good. Listen, Howard County Public Schools health insurance is like I, I've heard from colleagues whose spouses work for the government or work for like X, Y and Z company. And but they're on their 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 Howard County school teachers insurance. Like it's really good health insurance. So even like leaving that, and you know, Chris worked for the, for the postal service. So he had helped. It was, it was a crazy decision to, I mean, I cried for like a week because aside from all the, you know, the obvious, well, you're leaving your steady job where you have an income and you have a salary increase every year. Um, it, for me, it was, it was leaving my kids and I still get really emotional thinking about that because you know, as, as a middle school band director, you're with, you meet the kids in elementary school. You might even teach a seventh grader who has a, a fourth grader as a sibling. So you're, you're with these families for years and years. And then I also taught at the high school marching band. So I would be teaching these kids for like, you know, like, you know, a big chunk of time and really got to know them. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was probably the, the toughest decision of my life to, to leave that job. Cause that was my dream job. And I don't feel like, you know, because of the pandemic, I don't feel like I had uh, an opportunity to like really say goodbye or really, you know, transition out of that um, and plan for what was the, what the next step was. The next step just kind of like came at me, <laughs> you know? I mean, to, for you to leave your study job during the pandemic to the outside world is crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. Like I always tell people, people were I like I've asked Jazz and Urban Oyster. I'm like, when did you know? 
I always like to ask entrepreneurs, when did you know? And yours, yours is different, but people are like, Aaron, when are you, when are you quitting your nine to five? And I always tell them it's closer than you think. It just don't, I just don't know. Like, yeah. and I guess there's always a defining moment from what everybody has told me mm-hmm. that you're like, I can't do the quality of what everybody wants to do. Yes. It's either going to go this way or go back the other way. There's and, something that pushes you. There's, there's some sort of catalyst. And yeah, for me, it was, it was definitely Chris's uh, cancer diagnosis. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was a really scary, scary couple of weeks, but luckily, you know, I, I was very blessed to have, um, amazing colleagues and supervisors that told me, Hey, if you need to focus on your personal life, then you need to take the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there wasn't any ill feelings or anything like that. And that's another thing, you know, when you, when you're working a job, you, you have this constant anxiety of like, of letting down who, you know, your supervisor, or your boss or anything like that. But as a teacher, there's the added, you know, the, the added element of the kids, letting down the kids, you know, who you've already had relationships. It's interesting. Um, when I worked for this certain company for 14 years, I had the same feeling. Mm-hmm. But then they found a replacement for me two days later. Oh, yeah. So then, that, <laughs> They don't feel the same way. They don't feel the same way. It doesn't way. go both ways. It does sure. not go both ways, sure. you know. And, and I mean, I still have friends from there. Yeah. But not as I used to, and you, it's it's different. It's different. It's, definitely it's a different, different dynamic. It definitely. And the is. same thing happened with Chris too. He was like, I mean, he had so he left his job in March of 2021, mm-hmm. and he had the same anxiety for months. And I was like, no, nah, like if if I was able to replace my salary, then like you're the next step of in order for us to get to to build this business. You also need to be full time, right? And so we just worked our butts off to get to that point where he could leave his job too. And we would still be good. You know, like I'm supporting myself and my mom, he's supporting himself and his kids and we're good. And, you know, we're still, we're still able to, to do things that we want to do and, you know, pay people to, to work for us and to help us out. And so it's really, it's really just been a blessing. I love it. I love hearing that. I love hearing this. It's an amazing story. So let's talk about your mental health. Yeah. How has it been during this pandemic? I mean, just getting, I mean, you know, with the scare, then you're starting a new job, you're doing your own, you're you're your own boss. Yeah. Mentally, how have you held up? So this is, I'm glad we're talking about this because I don't think a lot of people, you don't see the side of like small business ownership a whole lot. And it's really, really, really difficult. Um, it's great to to have the, the support system that I have with my family who supports me and also other small business owners that you can just kind of like vent to, you know, you can talk to me like, oh, I hate when it all like so-and-so just didn't show up or, you know, two of my employees tested positive for COVID. So we had to shut down for a week. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just crazy. And it's like, it's just constant, you know, there's from week to week, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and yeah, it's really, it's really difficult to navigate that. Even, you know, last week was probably one of the toughest weeks for us in terms of mental health. Um, my uncle passed away on Tuesday and then, you know, the, the services were Thursday. So we had to push all of our prep and everything into like a day and a half. And then Chris's brother had also, um, you know, he had injured himself and, and he was in the hospital all week. So all of this is happening at the exact same time. And CIAA was that week. And, nobody and we cares. had orders. And nobody cares. And nobody cares. Like you can't, you can't cancel orders and refund them. You can't pull out of an, an, a four-day event that you're vending at. You can't not show up to stuff. You can't close down your retail for the weekend. You know, it's just you got to push through. 
And so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really difficult. And there are times that, you know, me and Chris have talked about, damn, like, should we, maybe we shouldn't have left our jobs because <laughs> you don't have to worry, but right. it's not all on your shoulders. Right. You know, when you have, when you work for someone else, you get like sick leave or you get bereavement leave, or you can even take a mental health day, but none of that exists as a small business owner. No. And so you just have to really um, make sure you have to really bolster your network of you know, your support system, your your loved ones and people that understand what you're going through and care about you enough to help you through it. And luckily we have that. Um, you know, I had a lot of people, I think I posted on Facebook about how difficult that week was. And so many people hit me up through DMs. I had customers that I'm friends with on Facebook that like texted the business line and was like, hey, I'm just thinking about you guys. Please let me know if there's anything I can do. You know, family came to the rescue all kinds of stuff. And it really made me feel like they're that like, we're like, I'm not alone because another thing small business owners have in common is we try to be super superheroes, you know, just try to do everything ourselves and we don't ask for help when we need it. So it's, it's, that's really important to, um, you know, to lean on your support system when you need to. I love hearing that because it's just, it's, there's everybody talks about how, Look how good you look on social media, mm-hmm. how the food tastes. But nobody ever asks, how are you doing? Yeah, no, never that. <laughs> are you Are you doing good? How is life treating you? Have you taken time for yourself to just shut off and just have a day to yourself? So, you know, I, I, like, to, I like to ask that about entrepreneurs because mental health is very important. And I think we were raised, and I mean, you might have been different, but my parents were like, work, 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 work. Don't ever call out. Don't ever call out sick. You got to do, do, do. That's the culture. And that, the culture you know, man. and you got to learn, like, mental health is serious. It's paramount. And a lot of people suffer through that, and we just didn't know it differently. So I'm glad. I, I really wanted to ask that question about yeah. that. So big things happened for you this past year. Really, really big oh, yeah. things happened. Um. Tell us about the Boost Program for Downtown Partnership. How did that come about? Shout out to Ms. Shalonda Stokes. She yes. was on the show. Uh, she's a friend of the show, Downtown Partnership. What's up? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So the Boost Program, <laughs> this is so funny. The Boost Program has, in a lot of ways, gotten us to where we are now. You know, We found out about the Boost Program. I think a couple of people sent us the, you know, the information email or something about it. A couple of customers like, hey, you should apply for this program. And we're like, all right, cool. Like, I'll go to the webinar, but I don't think they're going to pick me. And so I went to the webinar and I remember like a couple weeks later, Sam Story hit me up and, you know, he's a program runner for the Boost program. And he was like, hey, I noticed that you went to the webinar, but you didn't apply yet. And I was like, well, we don't have a business plan. I just don't think we're there yet. I don't know if we're the right candidate. And he was like, we'll help you. So, you know, he really, really um, helped us to get the resources and helped us to build the confidence to know that like we were ready for that step. Um, so the, the program, what it did is it, the first round was five businesses, five black owned businesses. So it was us, Elite Secrets Bridal, NKB Skin, MRI programs, and Black Genius Art Show were the first five, uh, the first five winners of the Booth program. And so um, as the first five winners, we all got $50,000 in grant money from the city and um, amazing resources, mentorship, uh, business coaching. We had an architect, we got legal, accounting help, marketing, all literally like wraparound services and resources to make sure that we are successful in our next step. And so um, the, the program kind of uh, it is, you know, 
is aims to kill two birds with one stone. One to fill more of the empty vacant, the empty uh, retail spaces in downtown Baltimore, and two to afford these opportunities to Black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Shalanda and the Downtown Partnership have been amazing with supporting us. And they really they really want to see the city, the downtown part of Baltimore, represent the demographic of the city, which right now it does not. So, um, yeah, it's been great just even getting closer to the other business owners in the cohort and making connections like with you. You know, I've seen you around at a lot of downtown partnership events and, hey. and we've been like passing ships in the night we have been yeah so i mean it's, it's just been super cool to to be um you know included in these circles and it's really helped our business to grow well i, I will tell you you know and if michelin stokes is listening right now she hit with the interview and um we had just met for the first time and she said something very important she's like you belong in the room mm. and it was so powerful when she said that to me and that's where the confidence comes from. Yes. It was like, she's like, you're doing what needs to be said about Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You're doing something that everybody else, so everybody's trying to do, but you're doing it. And that's why we saw each other every, yeah. every event. You you know, uh, you saw me like, damn, was she here too? <laughs> right, right. You start seeing the same people in the same uh-huh. circles. And then when you don't show up, people are like, I didn't see you last night at the thing. And you're like, yeah. I had to take a break. Right. <laughs> I can't be everywhere. You know what right. I mean? But I'm so proud of you. For you guys are doing what you're doing with the boost program, that sounds amazing opportunity. You know, I, I you know, next round I might throw my hat in there and see what happens. Hey, Have listen, the studio downtown. Come on down. Hey, you know, we'll see. We'll That'd see. Well, I'm, I'm looking. We'll see what happens. So, let's talk a little bit about now. You have that fifty thousand. <laughs> Which that probably burns real quick. Oh that, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that doesn't even, <laughs> that doesn't even for a machine really for what you do. No, right. No. So, so yeah. I guess what do you? Where do you? What, what's next? I mean, I know we used to see CIAA's pop up. Yeah. I mean, I forgot to tell everybody, she was on Good Morning America. Oh yeah. We, we, we didn't America. talk about Good Morning America. We Come on. About any of the press? All right. Hold up. Talk, we, let's talk about the press. Talk. We Come were on. on Good Morning America. We are in. We have a spot in Baltimore weddings. A full page spread. It's our first print ad. What? What? We gotta get the flowers, huge. bro. We gotta get the That's flowers. Huge. We gotta get the flowers. Come we on. We were on the front page of the Baltimore Sun mm. on Valentine's Day. Like, come on, come on. And this is really funny. We were on WJZ too. WJ. So WJZ. one of one of their anchors, Lynn Bowie, is like a semi regular customer customer of ours. Yeah, she loves. They love our cheesecake. Her and her family. Um, and so it's it's really cool. We had these Valentine's Day boxes, and I was like, oh, you know, I want to promote them. And I had in my head, I was like, all right, I'm trying to be on like four different media channels. I want to be like, do a huge giveaway on Instagram. I want to be on Baltimore Magazine, Baltimore Sun, WJZ. I'm trying to do it all. And it just happened without us really trying. You know, (laughs) crazy. You you know, people reached out to us. We're at the point now where reporters are reaching out to us to feature us. Which that's, is that's where you want to be. Amazing. Yeah. That's where you want to be. Yeah. That's the thing I always tell people. It's priceless, literally. When I started this, I was begging, knocking on doors, like, hey, can you come to my show? What's your show about? You know, it was always <laughs> right. like that thing. Who are you? Like, Who are you? <laughs> and, you know, I love hearing this because it inspires me. What, yeah. These stories inspire me. Yeah. To oh, do what I do. You. Because I like to hear these stories because now, for me, it's not hard to get interviewed. Mm-hmm. It's not hard anymore. It's not a struggle. It's like. I've heard of you. They, 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 we know who you the are. The number one podcast, right? That's what they in say. The city. That's what they say. Yes. That's what they say. That's what they say. I appreciate it. I mean, it's, it's, we were talking and Paul and I were talking offline and we're like the stuff that entrepreneurs do behind the scenes 
is where the real work works. Like you said, Len Bowie comes. You probably chit-chat with her for a little bit. She's probably like, mm, I can get a story. Jason Newton, on a humble, him and I were talking. We met at uh, Live Baltimore. Yeah, I saw you. That was the other part. The, Christmas, the, the, yeah. the, the birthday party. The birthday bash. And so I <laughs> met him there. And he's like, let's do the show. Let's go on the show. Wow. And then he's in my studio. Then I'm in his studio. Mm-hmm. On you know, So it's like those type of things where you're starting to meet those people. And I love that you were succeeding. I love that you and Chris are crushing out here. And that's why I wanted to have you on for International Women's History Month. Because this is very important. And we need to celebrate what's going on out here in Baltimore. Not what's negative. Not what's doing this. What we can do and we can support and help out. You know, I tell people, they're like, have you heard of Kodata Becker? No, no, I've never heard of Get out, get out of Northeast. We got to come. You need mm-hmm. to do a pop. You need to do a pop up in Northeast. Listen, you need to do a pop up up here. Sometime. When I was driving over here, I was driving past the uh, the lake Mont- Montebello. Uh-huh. And I was like, we need to do something over here because you know Nicole we- used to have something. Do you know Nicole from Cashew? Yeah, she used to have the before the pandemic. She had every once one Saturday a month the Lake Montebello uh, farmers market. She hit it once a month. That's a, yeah. And she used to do it, and they used to do a big thing, and it was all these great vendors. It yeah. was so dope. Listen, there is such a need for, for that, and there's there's such a demand. You know, we, we did this event. We haven't done it this year yet uh, called Black All, Black Girl Market. Okay. When we featured black women-owned businesses from around Baltimore. We did two of them, and they were immensely, immensely successful for us. Um, I mean, it was, just, it was just awesome. And the impetus for it was, I think it was, the first one was in October of 2020, middle of pandemic, like height of the pandemic beginning. And we did it outdoors. We did it at Eager Park so people could socially distance and everything. Um, but it it kind of came about after um, after the Breonna Taylor verdict came down. And I was just like, damn, it, it like sucks to be a black woman in America sometimes. And I wanted to do something to celebrate us because – through Codetta Bake Shop, we've met so many amazing black women in this city that are doing phenomenal things. Creatives, you know, entrepreneurs, other uh, business, you know, like Shalanda, um, just people who are who deserve to be celebrated. And so, I yeah, we, I, I love that. Yeah, we're all about supporting other women owned businesses, black women owned businesses, and just kind of collaborating, trying to make this world a little bit better for all of us. I love I love that. That, that. that, you know, you're about to have me tear up on my own show. Because oh. <laughs> I really dig, I dig that. I yeah. really dig what you're talking about. And, you know, I would love to link up with some of the people that are a part of that. If you guys did market again, let me know. Oh, yeah. I would, we're going I would to. love to promote it on my on my social media, you know. Absolutely. And just talk to people and tell them these women support. That, that's oh, something yeah. really yeah. powerful. We're going to, people are always asking us, we are going to do Black Girl Market again. It was really cool the, the second one we did. We started posting about it and people were commenting and tagging other people like, oh, let me know what you're wearing to this. Or like, hey, mm. meet me there. And I'm, we're like, is this is this becoming a thing? Like, we've yeah. only done it once, but it's like, it's so needed in this city. Hey, people that, thirsty for it. Why yeah, exactly. You got you to give it back. Bring people. Exactly. And, you know, who, why people, who else would want to come something like that? Right. And Lake Montebello is a great spot. Yeah. And the city owns it. So it's not that hard. I'm just saying. All right, and, plant and, seeds. And Brandon, Brandon Scott lives over this way too, mm. and I think that's Odetta's district. That's her district, actually. Really? Uh huh. Okay. All right. And well, there's this... no and there's no cars in that area either. There's no cars. There are cars are not allowed around Little Montebello anymore. So again, we got we got some things. It sounds kind of great. I'm just throwing it know, out Aaron. there. I'm just throwing it out All there. Right. You know, we're gonna have to we have to talk offline about this. I love it. I love it. So 
when's the next big thing you got going on pop up wise? Because let's say this is going to come out mid March. Do you have anything going on April, May? Anything that we can get a sneak peek from? Yeah. So we actually over the weekend, CIAA weekend, we connected with um, with a couple of people from Hopkins and from the Black Ass Flea Market and. We've we've been thinking about doing a lot more pop-ups, not just in Baltimore, but we we've, we've been getting a lot of DC traffic and people are asking us to come down there. So, we definitely have a couple things in the works um for March and April. Um we have an event coming up with Port Discovery that people should be aware of. So, if y'all stay tuned to our social media, there you go. You can get the get the inside scoop on what's happening and when. I love that. And what do you want to leave the folks with today just from our conversation, I mean, it's, it's, it's your world. This is like, it's always, again, this is your show. What do you want to leave people with? I want to leave people with, um, you know, as we as we go further into this pandemic and, and hopefully are starting to come out of it, just remember to support all the creatives, all the entrepreneurs, um, teachers, shout out to teachers, anybody really, you know, just support one another, love one another, um, and come get a cupcake or some cheesecake. I promise you. It will be the best thing that has passed your lips. Where can we find you on social media? Are you TikTok? And where can we find your last stuff? We're TikTok. See the social media. That's, that's a Chris thing. See, <laughs> we I'm aren't. Not- we are on TikTok. We are on all social media channels. It's at Codetta Bake Shop, Facebook.com slash Codetta Bake Shop. The website is CodettaBakeShop.com. All of that. Um, we keep our hours updated in Google. So if you want to come visit. Check our Google listing for any late, uh, late, latest updates. And we're at 809 Light Street in Federal Hill. We're open Friday through Sunday for now. And yeah, come stop by. I love it. So I got one quick speed round. Brunch or dinner? Brunch. What's your favorite thing at brunch? French toast. Okay, okay. Snowballs or ice cream? Ooh, snowballs. Egg custard with marshmallows. That's a Baltimore thing. Yes. I got you. Crabs or crab cakes? I'm gonna catch heat for this, but crab cakes, cause I don't do the. It's too oh, much. Oh, I don't like on. getting my hands dirty. <laughs> I don't. I just don't. Just give me. I just want someone else. You pick all the stuff out for me and just put it on a plate. <laughs> and what's the best advice you've ever received? Hmm. It's actually a quote from one of my favorite books: "Live so that your death brings no pleasure to the world." Okay, I like that, folks. Uh, I'm done. This is a great episode. <laughs> it's coming International Women's History Month. Thank you so much for coming up Thank to the Northeast. We really appreciate you. Love, peace, and happiness. We're out. Bye, guys. Code out. Baltimore Fiscal Partners is a boutique CPA firm specializing in accounting and consulting services for nonprofits, small businesses, and with experience running nonprofits and small businesses, they know that there's not always enough time at the end of the day for you to focus on your finances, whether it's monthly bookkeeping or an annual audit, tax preparation, or consulting, nonprofit or small business. Baltimore Fiscal Partners provides full range or tailored solutions that keep your goals and budget in mind. Learn more about Baltimore Fiscal Partners online at BaltimoreFiscal.com or follow them at Baltimore Fiscal on Facebook and Instagram.